Hey, my name is Bill. And my name is Danny. And we are a, a couple, couple of Park, Park Hoppers. Hoppers. This week's show kicks off a string of holiday shows as Christmas has begun taking over the Orlando parks and beyond. We also had a wonderful evening at an event that didn't take place at the theme park, which you don't want to miss this holiday season. All that and more up next. Let's, Let's hop, hop to it. it. It's the most wonderful time of the year. How in the world is it already the most wonderful time of the year? How did this happen already? It's November 13th and we're really excited for holidays this year. But, but I still want to celebrate Halloween. Do you though? I didn't get to. Disney basically canceled Halloween. I didn't get to this year. Disney basically canceled Halloween once October 1st hit. Yeah. Halloween just became an afterthought. Even the Mickey pumpkins went away. That may have been one of the saddest things that I have ever seen. Walking into Magic Kingdom and my family coming down to be like, we can't... We've never seen Halloween in Magic Kingdom before. We can't wait to see the, the pumpkin Mickeys and then being like, actually, now they're Cinderella... Uh, pumpkins and yeah, being like, like carriages. Yay! I mean, they're really they're still pretty, really cool. But the, it was Halloween, and that was like the best part of like you know seeing them lit up at night. Absolutely nothing about this year felt like Halloween at Disney. Absolutely nothing. And even I was at home in San Antonio, and I didn't. We didn't dress up. Yep. I mean, I love being home, the, and the, I missed you, but yeah. we didn't get to dress up like no. we normally do. The after hours uh, boo bashes just kind of felt like an afterthought. They just like did them. And I was so excited to go to that. There was no boo to you parade. There was no Jack Skellington fireworks this year. It was basically just get on rides faster and trick or treat. Well, it was like an after hours event. Right. It wasn't. But the a Christmas party. one is is a full blown almost a Christmas party. Right, they've and got a parade. They got their own fireworks. The yeah. Minnie's wonderful Christmas time fireworks are back. Yeah, um, and it feels like a Christmas party, where a Halloween party just kind of felt like eh, we don't really care about Halloween. This I would year. have happily given them more of my money than I would like to admit on air of, to go to an actual Halloween party, sure. like with. Like not so scary. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I loved that so much, and I just was, I was, I missed it this year. And and then the Mickey pumpkins were gone, and then it just felt like everything kind of got wrapped up into the 50th anniversary anniversary, which is such a huge deal. It is. But um, I missed Halloween, and now it's uh, the holiday. That's the most wonderful time of the year, as we just heard. So um, I I really want to talk about this for a second because. Okay. One thing that I think that a lot of people don't realize is that basically overnight in Orlando, uh, we go from Halloween to Christmas. Seriously. Um, and some people are very much the type of people that are like, November 1st, put up my tree, like hang the stockings, let's go. I normally kind of feel that December 1st is the day for that to happen, or at least thanksgiving yeah it feels like black friday is kind of a good start to that well i say you got to have turkey in your belly and then you can do it and pass out at like three o'clock in the afternoon yeah then wake up and decorate <laughs> the tree and then pass out again yep um but that's how i normally am this year i'm trying to you know take in all the joy that i'm able to 
Um, but I, I, it's so crazy to be able to be here and be like October 31st, Halloween, November 1st, the giant Christmas tree is already up in Magic Kingdom. It's so crazy how quick that stuff goes up. So if you didn't know this, um, if you come and visit the week of Halloween, you actually get to see Halloween the before Oct- October 31st yeah. and on October 31st and then November 1st and beyond the very next day. Boom. Christmas. You get to see those holidays all in one week, much like a place that we're going to talk about a little bit later in the show that we visited earlier this week. Yeah. But I mean, how does it do you feel like it's already Christmas time? I do now. I do. I didn't on October for on November 1st. I didn't feel it right away, but now that you're starting to see the Christmas merch out and I've been to the parks a couple of times and and I was in Hollywood Studios about a week ago uh, with our friend Taylor and at night like the Christmas tree was all lit up inside the pond next to Gertie and the Christmas lights were up and the and the Christmas music was playing and it just it started to feel it and you know the it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas it was and now I'm starting to feel it because I'm starting to like subconsciously put on Christmas music in the car now. I put on um, All I Want for Christmas is You today. Oh, God. I haven't heard it yet because people are actively that, avoiding that, it. <laughs> that song has been very much replaced by that Kelly Clarkson jam. I love that's that a Kelly great song. Clarkson song so that's much. The, that's the current best Christmas song. Uh, Kelly Clarkson is my spirit animal with oh, her. Yeah? Like, yeah. Like, I feel like some of her albums are like. Did you win American Idol? I. I I did not win American you, you Idol. Probably, wouldn't. but when I'm driving in my car, s- singing at the top of my lungs, off key, you would have thought that I won American Idol with the <laughs> way that I can sing. Mm-hmm. She's my spirit uh-huh. animal. Okay, and I, but like her, that song is so it's so such great. A good song. And I mean, there's there's so much good Christmas music that you kind of forget about. Um, and who can forget um, the OG? Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays oh, by NSYNC. Oh, yeah, NSYNC, yeah. I mean, that's just one that I... That's a great album. Yeah, it sure is. And we're going to talk about feeling like it's Christmas a little bit later in the episode because the event that we went to the other night really made me feel it. Yeah. Well, I, I totally agree. I will say, again, that this year, normally around this time, I'm kind of turning up my nose at Christmas. But normally I work either in retail or at a theme park. That's fair. And literally day one, it's just eight straight hours of retail Christmas must be insufferable. music. Well, especially because with retail, they usually play like the same 15 songs. Sure. Like the so, Mariah Carey song. Yeah. <laughs> so, But usually by the time you hit like November, I don't know, 7th or 8th, you've already heard the same 15 songs right. so many times. <laughs> And and then there's all this Christmas music out. People are starting to get kind of like grinchy about shopping and stuff. And so by that time, you're usually like, okay, thank you. Can we pause it for a second? But again, this year, I'm finding the joy. I'm finding the joy. I'm like that moment in the Grinch movie where they put the sweater on him where it says, I heart Xmas. And it's Uh, like blinking. That's that's me right now. Feeling the joy. It's disgusting. (laughs) Gross. Christmas. (laughs) Holly Hoobly Woody. I'm trying to think of a good Grinch quote. Right. <laughs> what is it? When but what will I wear? <laughs> hey, that's me too. <laughs> right? That's you, every, that's you every day. <laughs> you know why I feel like that though is because when I went home to Texas, I went to go pack my suitcase and I was like, I only have work from home clothes and theme park clothes. 
So I don't know what to wear in normal life anymore. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. I loathe <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely loathe. I can't do voices. No, you can't. I know. I try. <laughs> I try, what but... What is that stitch? It's <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> Dinner with me, I can't cancel that again. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of my favorite Christmas movies. And that is, that's that's a Christmas movie. Okay, so I think that that and Elf are always neck and neck depending on yes, what mood I'm in. completely agreed. And I'm, and I'm not against the argument that movies like Home Alone and Die Hard and whatever are Christmas movies, but... Elf is a legitimate Christmas movie. The Polar Express is a legitimate Christmas movie. I still am very, 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 very close to purchasing an elf onesie and wearing it to Magic Kingdom. Oh, you should. I am very close to that. I mean, it's just, it won't take much for me to hit the purchase button. Speaking of Magic Kingdom, this is the Main Street USA Christmas loop you're hearing in the background of this episode. And it just brings me so much joy. Yeah, I, I always have it on in the background every once in a while. Yeah, I, I mean, it just sounds so holly jolly. Yeah, exactly. Well, for me, I feel like Christmas started when I was in Texas. We actually decorated our family's tree when oh, I yeah, was there. That's right, we, yeah. we pulled it out and we took out all the ornaments. You guys have a huge tree, too. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's huge. crazy big. It's big. But we've had it for it's like... Wide. For, <laughs> it's wide. <laughs> But um, it has all these gorgeous ornaments on it, yeah. and um, we got to do that, um, my mom and my sisters, and so that was really cool to do, and it kind of just made it feel like the holidays had kicked off yeah. for me. Uh, what moment did you feel like, finally, that you know Christmas was here, even though apparently it was November 1st? <laughs> um, I started kind of dabbling back into Disney Christmas music after the first. But like I said before, I think that first night at Hollywood Studios and then the event that we were at the other night uh, really kind of solidified that it's Christmas season for me. Yeah. Well, as he said, it is Christmas season. So we're going to talk about a couple of awesome things that are going on. A couple of holiday things. Um, So the first thing that I actually really want to talk about is something that isn't quite Christmas, but... Um, I would say it almost has more of a Halloween vibe. Okay. Before we dive uh, headfirst into all things Christmas. The Nightmare Before Christmas? No. Oh. Well, a little bit... Well, well, well. What have we here? I'm actually talking a little bit about a little bit of magic. Oh. About a little experience that we saw over at Universal Studios. Well, technically Islands of Adventure. Okay. And that was the Death Eaters experience. Oh, nothing spells Christmas like Death Eaters. (laughs) Well, that's what I want to talk about it first before we dove into Christmas. Death Eaters Christmas. So um, something really cool that we got to experience was we um, got to go with um, our friend Steve. Uh Uh-oh. His and wife's going to be really mad about that. She needs to be here next time. Yeah. Katie, you don't get a show. Uh, wife, you don't get a shout out until you get down here and visit us. Oh, you should. <laughs> Rewind. Um, that, that was I'm going to leave that in. That was not an official shout out, apparently. <laughs> nope. Well, I stopped it. <laughs> <laughs> Breaks. Um, well, we were at Islands of Adventure. We are, of course, getting on VelociCoaster as many times as humanly possible. Um, and just trying to hit of all of the, the hits at Islands of Adventure. And one thing that we had seen somewhere was that Death Eaters come out in Hogsmeade at night. It's we ha- really cool. But we'd never seen it for ourselves. And 
we hadn't been in Hogsmeade at night for a while, and all of a sudden, this night that we were there, all over Hogsmeade, they had these little areas that that emitted this bright neon green light, and then a bunch of fog started rolling into Hogsmeade, and it was like, this, something's happening. Yeah, and people were gathering, so yeah. you kind of knew, like, what's happening over here. There was, like, an entranceway to the left of uh, Three Broomsticks. Right. And... It was just like where the little uh, cast member hallway thing is over there. And we were in there because pro tip, you can get butterbeer ice cream there. Oh my God, the butterbeer ice cream. But you can also get strawberry peanut butter ice cream, which was incredible. So pro tip, go get your ice cream in there. Yes. It's it's delightful. But we were in there and we knew that something was happening right outside. Yeah. And I believe it was at 7 p.m. if I remember. On that cor- day. Yeah. It might be earlier now because of the clocks changed. True. True. Um, at, at 7 p.m. that specific day, um, there was a show, quote unquote, that started at that moment where the Death Eaters come out and they look so cool. Yeah. And what they do is they come out, they point their wands to the sky, and they call the other Death Eaters, and then more Death Eaters appear, and they walk around interacting with the crowd. And uh, I, I definitely didn't interact with anybody. No, definitely not. If you go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers, there's totally not a video there of Danny interacting with the Death Eaters. I definitely did not battle for my life magically. You definitely? <laughs> definitely. <laughs> But, guys, I can't even explain to you how cool it was when I didn't get to interact with anybody at all. Um, So I highly encourage you, go check it out. Um, I've never seen anything like it, and that's what I want more of. That's the stuff I live for. And if you're a fan of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter at Universal and you own a wand from the Wizarding World of Harry Potter at Universal, definitely bring that wand with you because it is way more fun that way. I may or may not have had a wand with me. Yeah, you guys were zapping each other back and forth. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Don't no spoilers. Oh, that totally didn't happen. <laughs> Definitely well, don't go check out that video. I do want to clarify also, I said I live for it. When it comes to theme parks, I think that is like the best stuff to experience. Sure. So when I say I live for it, that's what I it's mean. It's immersive. That's the kind of stuff that you want to experience when you go to these theme parks. And I can't say enough good things about being in Hogsmeade and getting to experience that. And that was coo- so much fun. And the coolest part about it is it was like a 20-minute set that went on. And they were just roaming around like pointing their wands at people and yeah, like interacting with people for legit 20 straight minutes. And it was really, really cool to see that. Yeah. Kids were like getting all, you know, into it. And then yeah. at the very end, um, there was a worker in Hogsmeade who was fighting the Death Eaters and the Death Eaters chased her into the back. And I don't know if it's always a her, but um, they chased them into the back and that's how the show ends. And there's actually multiple shows every night. Yeah. So if you miss one... And none of it's the same because it's always a different crowd and um, they may run in different directions, but it's uh, it's very, very, very neat. Go Definitely go see that for sure. Yeah, and I'm very excited to see as uh, Universal Studios brings back more of those interactive experiences because, again, that's the cool stuff that you want to see at theme parks. And I was so excited to do that. Yes. But... I think that we're going to change the tune a little bit. Oh. So we're going to we're going to jump into Christmas. And so when it comes to Christmas, we actually got to do something very very special recently. And what was that? And we were able to uh, we got invited out 
thanks to our great friends from Give, Give Kids the World. If you don't know what Give Kids the World is, it's basically a charity that has a giant village in Kissimmee, Florida, which is just outside of Disney property. And they have the this this village, like I said, that has over 150 villas that actually host families and their children um, for make-a-wishes. So Give Kids the World Village is an 89-acre whimsical nonprofit resort. Um, it's been rated four stars of 15 years in a row. And their mission is to provide critically ill children and their families with magical week-long wish vacations at no cost. It's amazing. Such an amazing charity. Absolutely. And we got invited, like you were saying, for media night. Yes. But what did we do? What were we seeing? Oh, my goodness. Guys, this might be... It's, it's fun for all ages. It's fun for, you know, a romantic night out with a couple. You know, it's it's fun for anyone and everyone. It You, you basically go to the Give Kids the World Village, and all around the village... Everything is lit up, and the event is called Night of a Million Lights. Uh, the reason why they they use the term Million Lights is because Disney actually donated 3.2 million lights. Um, some of them came from the old Osborne Family Light Spectacle from Hollywood Studios, and they donated them a couple years ago. And last year they had the inaugural Night of a Million Lights, but this year is even bigger and better than ever, and. Some of the light shows and the uh, the ambiance and the uh, the spotlights and the Christmas music and everything just all together just felt so magical. I would say that this is one of the most um, Christ- Christmassy holiday spirit things that you can do, um, and I I absolutely loved it. So getting to walk around there um, was awesome. Now. There are a couple of things that I wanted to mention about Night of a Million Lights. First off, it was named by USA Today the number one thing to do in December in Orlando last year. And, and there's a lot to do in Orlando. There's a lot in to do in Orlando. Um, and it, I mean, that was their first year. What a way to kick that off. And so, like you said, they only came back bigger and better. Now, second, um, this goes from November 12th to January 2nd. 52 magical nights. Yeah, 52 magical nights. Visitors can watch a dancing light show in a fairy tale neighborhood, stroll amidst millions of lights featuring a sparkling tree trail, enjoy festive music and holiday treats, and take a tram ride through the storybook village. They can visit a holiday marketplace and create unforgettable memories at the place where happiness inspires hope. And there's so many cool things to do there. Um, getting to walk around there, I had no idea how many people were actually involved in this thing. You had huge companies. You had Enterprise Rent-A-Car. You had SeaWorld, Universal, Walt Disney World. Um, you had Legoland that were donating not only these big pieces to decorate the fronts of houses in ways that only that specific park could, but um, they also donate their time and money and resources. And so um, other things that you can do while you're there, all the food that you buy there, any drinks that you buy there, any merchandise that you buy there, all goes to support this cause. And in case you were wondering, yes, 
Santa has his summer home at Give Kids yeah, the World. Yeah, he does. He's got a whole darn <laughs> villa over there. Now, unfortunately, we didn't get to see him um, the we, night we went. We saw the inside of the villa, though. We did. And so we're going to have to go back and visit Santa Claus, of For course. Sure. And I do have to say also that if you're somebody who likes to go take photos, you know, for Instagram or just get like a really good shot of, you know, you and your family, you and your loved ones, um, there are endless, endless places to get those photo ops. And we all want good photo ops with our friends and family during the holidays, get those good pictures. And if you're just looking for that, there is no better place to spend your money. Absolutely not. And um, the tickets are actually really affordable. And everything goes to support Give Kids the World. And like Danny mentioned before, it's such a wonderful charity. But they do have three different prices for tickets. Um, they do have a standard date ticket option. They have a peak date ticket option and a holiday date ticket option. And for the standard dates, it's basically any day that's not a weekend or an actual holiday. Um, that's for $25 for an adult and $15 for kids. The peak night tickets are basically all the weekends and then like the week of Christmas and the week of Thanksgiving. And then holiday night tickets are the actual holidays like Thanksgiving night and Christmas Eve and Christmas night, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, so on and so forth. And right. the event ends on January 2nd. Um, but those go for $40, the holiday night tickets. So the most you're going to spend on a ticket is $40. And everything goes to a great cause. And it's such an, uh, an amazing feeling walking through there. It just, it really does feel special. Yeah. And there's all of these different things you can get while you're there too. If you're like, oh, $25, like that's not bad at all. Um, you're absolutely right. You know, but everybody going that adds up really quickly. But on top of that, you can get some really great merch. We each picked up a t-shirt um, for Night of a Million Lights. And we also picked up an ornament to hang on our tree that actually one of the Wish Kids created. Yeah. And then they were able to, um, you know, put it on an ornament and then mass produce it or, you know, mass produce it right. to a certain extent. Um, and we actually got a little, uh, it's a little snowman with the, like the big smiley face and it's like literally eyebrows. an ear to ear grin <laughs> it's so on, the, on the snowman. Um, and you know, I think when we go back, I might pick up something else as well. And the merchandise was very reasonably priced. I mean, our t-shirts were like $21. Like yeah. it's not like a, a crazy price for a shirt because it's a charity. Like they're very reasonably priced. And they're really nice. They're really soft, like 50% cotton, 50% polyester, like the really light t-shirts. Yeah. I, uh, I, I've i worn mine several times already, and uh, I can't stop wearing it. It's so comfy. <laughs> yeah, it's super comfy. But overall, if you're going to be here, we cannot recommend enough being there. Um, we want to thank Give Kids the World for inviting us out for media night. Um, we love being able to you know, donate our time and be there with you guys and we couldn't pick a, a better charity to support. But if you want to support Give Kids the World, make sure you go to gktw.org slash lights. And you can get your tickets or even just make a donation if you feel like just donating towards the cause. So that was such a cool thing to go and see. And I really also feel like that was something that put me directly into the Christmas spirit. We literally danced around yeah. there for hours. You want to see it, guys? Go to youtube.com slash a couple of park operas. We have an entire recap video of our evening at A Night of Million Lights. Um, if you like what you see, 
like Danny said, go to gktw.org slash lights and you can purchase those tickets that we were talking about before and go tell anyone you see there, especially if you see the wonderful Pamela Landworth, the CEO of Give Kids the World. She's if so you see wonderful. her, tell her that we sent you because she's awesome. Yeah. And guys, if you head over to our YouTube page, first off, make sure you subscribe. But also, like the video, leave a comment, share the video with somebody you know. We are trying to help get the word out. Going to Media Night was, you know, so we can be able to spread the word about this. So please go watch that video, share it on social media. Even every like, comment, and subscribe helps get their word out. And so that's what we want to make sure that we're doing because it's night two, or I'm sorry, not night two, year two. And we want to make year two bigger than uh, the first year. And one thing that we wanted to kind of share and is one thing that Pam said in her opening speech for the event while we were there for media night. And you guys spreading the word does so much you don't even understand. They were expecting last year for the 52 nights to hopefully get 15,000 people in the gates to support Give Kids the World and come to this event. Not only did they surpass that, but they times it by six. They had 90,000 people that came through last year and will probably have way more than that this year, which is amazing. I hope so. And one thing, because I I don't want to let it go without saying this, um, is if you are like, oh, that sounds cool, but I like to do some VIP stuff. Oh, yeah. They actually already have that as well. So they have premium ticket packages. They have behind the scenes tour where you can look at the event from the creative design and installation, you get backstage access, um, you get some event swag, and they also have dessert parties. And so you can get a dessert party. Some of the desserts they offered us were really tasty. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So good. So if you're if you're feeling like maybe just spending a little bit more to get a little bit more into the holiday cheer, that is available. And again, all of that is available on Give Kids the World website. So if you're thinking about it, go check it out right now. All right. Well, speaking of really cool holiday offerings, we're going to hop on a quick plane ride and over to the left coast or the west coast, if you will, to Disneyland Resort. And they have their uh, very merriest nights celebration going on right now. And there was one thing that really stood out to me that I've seen on videos, especially from our friend Brooke McDonald. Um, They have the freaking Muppets on a parade float at their Christmas party, singing Christmas carols. Like, this isn't like animatronics. This is like straight up Muppets are are on this float singing Christmas carols. And it's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Here's the thing. The other day, we had the pleasure of watching Muppets Haunted Mansion. (laughs) Muppets Haunted Mansion. And it is so punny, so wonderfully full of Muppets and joy and amazing things. You can't help but to... In, like love watching that now throw in live Muppets sign me up I can't even imagine just like going to a show and watching the Muppets live like the fact that they're in the parks now like performing live not not like the uh, great moments in American history they used I to do because I love that <laughs> but like they're like moving like <laughs> it's like you know they're not animatronics like there's puppeteers and the Muppets are up there it's very 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 amazing So one of the things that you were talking about when you were, you know, telling me about this is that uh, that this was such a big deal. And 
tell the people why you feel like this is such a big deal that the Muppets are in Disneyland. I think the fact that the Muppets are being more utilized now than they have been for the last 10 years is wonderful. Uh, the ha- Muppets Haunted Mansion, like Danny talked about, was one of the best Muppet specials ever. Yes. Um, the re- Especially if you're a Haunted Mansion fan, the references, the quotes, everything. And it was so funny and so well done. I can't recommend that enough. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what else they do with the Muppets going forward. But if it means bringing them into the parks again, I am 10,000% all for it. Now... Tell me, was is the Muppets in Disneyland, what they're doing, is it part of a parade or is it a cavalcade? I'm not really sure. Do you honestly that? I think it's a cavalcade or of some sort because like it just appearance. keeps moving. Yeah. But that's the first time they've ever put the Muppets um, like, on on, it, like on a parade route. Yeah. And had p- them interacting with people like moving through, right. correct? Right. I mean, I think that's so cool. And what I really hope is as Florida kind of catches up with, with what California is able to get. Um, because, you know, Cali- which is wild because California was so like behind the times with all this COVID stuff. Here, and now they're getting everything. Here's the thing we are getting punished because Florida doesn't behave well when it comes to sure. a lot of that stuff. I mean, I guess. Well, if you think about it, look at California. You can't do anything without a vaccination card, basically. Sure. And on top of that, if you go to Universal in California, you have to show your vaccination card. Yeah, because that's in L.A. County. Right. But there's a lot of things in um, California that they have things, I would say, probably like they they were closed for a lot longer. They were while they, locked straight up down. But they were they also um, are a lot more strict about that kind of stuff, about needing to have vaccine cards or and tests and such. And so I think that. You know, with us Florida being a little bit more behind on that, I think that we're kind of getting the we're just the not short end get, of the stick. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out the right way to yeah. say it. Um, but that's just my personal opinion. I think that if um, the roles were reversed, that we would have probably had a lot of that stuff like way earlier. Here's I'm going to get a little bit critical here. Here's my biggest issue with everything that's going down down here at Walt Disney World. The 50th anniversary is going on. It's supposed to be the biggest thing to ever big. And it really doesn't feel like an extra magic celebration. It certainly didn't get as much publicity as Disney Plus Day yesterday, which is crazy. Um, but the Christmas party, to me, like they kind of trotted out the old... Um, once upon a Christmas time parade, but it's missing a lot of, of people that were in that parade, like the toy soldiers. There's like 50 of them and they're not in the parade. And there's a bunch of other things that are not in the parade. Whereas Disneyland seems to be getting all these new things and these new exciting things. And it's just, it almost feels like Disney's Disney world is kind of an afterthought, even though the biggest celebration they've had in years is going on as we speak. Again, I think it's because Florida is behind the times. They just are. Um, you know, unfortunately, we can't check vac- vaccination cards at the door. I guarantee you if they could, we could do something like that, that we would have a ton more stuff. But even then, like, I just, I don't know. I just feel like California is more on it. People, you know, are actually taking this seriously there. And I think that, you know, sometimes there's a lack of that. But you got to remember that the, Walt Disney World is not just Florida residents either. You know, it's, it just happens to be located here. Right, but 
There's a I lot feel, of people traveling right now. Right, but what's happening around Walt Disney World sets the tone for what happens in Walt Disney World. Sure. So if cases are high around... They're not. No, but They're I'm saying... way lower than they um, were. Yeah, but I'm saying when they were, that dictated... Remember when they said, you don't have to wear masks inside? Boom, everything changed and then they said okay well now you can don't have to wear them outside but you still have to wear them inside and that's where we've been at still so i think in california if when they take them away they're not going to have to put them back because florida's gonna florida sure but we're not gonna go there i'm just saying i'm just saying i wish that we were able to get these things and i really really hope that we are going to be able to get those things um, here in the future as things continue trending in the direction that they are and in a positive direction yes Speaking of getting those things, there was something that we had thought about getting for a long time and hadn't ever. What's that? Zebra domes. Zebra domes. And this has nothing to do with Christmas. This is just something we wanted to touch on before the episode was over. But we actually went back to Boma again at Animal Kingdom Lodge for breakfast. It is probably the best breakfast on property, A, for selection, and B, for bang for your buck. Yeah, and we wanted to go with our friends Rob and Rachel. Yes. We wanted to do something fun. And, of course, we had a fun, wonderful breakfast. We had to get Mickey waffles and yep. Simba waffles and all and of Bobody the... And oh, Bobody and the ham that and ham the Boma so mustard. And, oh, it's, it's all so good. Um, Can't recommend it enough. Yeah, and this time, you know, we got actual Pog juice this time. We did. We did. That was very exciting. There was just so much um, delicious food. And, I mean, I really feel like at... What was it? Twenty nine dollars a person. Yeah. I it's mean, a steal. it's a steal. As far as Disney property and Disney dining goes, it's a steal for a buffet. So Boma A plus. Head to our YouTube page. We do have a, a video about the first time we went. Yep. Um, can't recommend it enough. But like you said, we finally got to try those infamous zebra domes. We did, and at the buffet for breakfast at Boma, they don't offer the zebra domes, but apparently at dinner they actually do. Um, so maybe we'll have to go back there for dinner sometime and just eat zebra domes. Yeah. And so if you don't know uh, like exactly what zebra domes are, zebra domes almost have a, like a, I don't know what the right word is. Like, it's kind of like the way people talk about like Dole Whips and Mickey pretzels, um, churros, Mickey bars, but almost in a more niche group yeah because the people who talk about that um they talk about it with the same reverence you would be like i want to eat casey's on the hub grass in front of the castle i want to eat zebra domes now what are zebra domes zebra domes are these very tiny little domes that have chocolate on the top to make it look like a zebra the little drizzle stripes and they are, it is chocolate mousse baked with amarula cream liqueur coated white chocolate drizzled with chocolate stripes and chocolate shavings. And they're like legit little domes that have zebra stripes on them. That's It's very simple. But I tell you guys, I'm not a big dessert or a sweets person. And when we were able to go to the Mara, which is the quick serve at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge, um, they actually sell the zebra domes there all day long and what happened we ordered them and then what happened what we do you mean we sat down oh yeah yeah we ordered them we <laughs> sat down we ate them we loved them so much that we ordered two more 
So we and they come in packs of four. And they're they're fairly small and they're very light. Um, like sometimes you eat a dessert and it just like feels like you ate like a brick of sugar. Sure. You know. But these were just so light and delicious and that not super sweet. Yes, they weren't super sweet. They were just the perfect amount not of rich. sweetness. Yeah, not rich either. They're very light. I feel like if fluffy. we have dessert lovers listening, they're going to be like, "Why did you even eat it? No sweetness." <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, Tim Tracker would totally hate that. I don't. I wonder what Tim Tracker thinks. Tim about Tracker it. loves sweets. He yeah, he, like way too much. I feel like if I would need <laughs> any dessert, um, you know, recommendation, I would ask him always. For sure. But zebra domes again, guys, very much come just highly regarded. And at, you know, the same reverence as all of the other delicious Disney snacks that, you know, are, you know, pretty well known. And we have to say, I'm going to ask you first, did it stand up to the hype? Oh, it blew, it blew them away. It, it was way better than I thought it would be because we were also recommended to try the peanut butter pie at the Contemporary at yes. Contempo Cafe, which was also really good, but it was tough to finish the whole thing. It was just like kind of very sweet need like a glass of milk when you eat that more like a gallon of milk sure <laughs> and with the zebra domes i felt like i could have eaten like 12 of them and would have been totally happy well it was funny because we ate dinner and then you were like oh like i'm gonna eat the zebra domes and i saw you like pull them out and i was like oh are you gonna like do you want to like you know split it like what are we gonna do and you were like no i'm, I'm like gonna have like one or two how many did you have i ate the whole pack and later on, after I had finished my dinner and I had digested, I also finished the remaining zebra domes in the refrigerator. How dare you eat the rest of the zebra domes? Um, we had that's, that's rule number one. You don't eat the rest of the zebra domes. Um, you you leave one for me. You wanted me to leave one you, of my. You eat three, and I get the other one. Then why didn't you give me the other one because when you ate I them? I win. Uh, excuse I'm, me. I'm bigger all, than you. All is, all is fair in love and zebra domes. I can fit more zebra domes in my belly. Still, if we had had like 40 zebra domes, I would have left I you some. I would have eaten 37 of them. <laughs> why are you only leaving me three You get a fraction. That's, you get a fraction of the zebra domes. Why are you leaving me an uneven number of zebra domes? That's because so mean. I am the best. That doesn't even make any sense. It sure does. Just ask everybody that's listening to this show. We'll put a poll out there. You know Am what? I the best? Yes or yes. You know, one of these days when you're at work, I'm going to go live on our Facebook page oh and I'm going to go get zebra domes and eat them and talk about how you're not here and I'm not saving them for you. You know what I'll do? What? Delete that live. <laughs> <laughs> I have access to the page too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, I would always bring you home zebra domes. I appreciate it. And then I'll eat them all. That's fair. That's Including fair. yours. Well, I would have already eaten them, so I win. Fine, <laughs> just this once. But overall, guys, if you can make it to Boma, go to Boma, but go get the zebra domes. Yes, the Mara is outside by the pool. It's a quick service on the bottom floor of Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. They sell the zebra domes there all day long. But if you happen to be at Boma for dinner, they have zebra domes as part of the buffet. So that's really cool. And correct me if I'm wrong, but they are back now, right? They weren't available at one point. I think they were once available for breakfast, but they're still not. Well, they no, but I mean for dinner, when we went for breakfast, they said that they didn't have the zebra domes for dinner. Oh, really? Yeah, they were not like a, gotcha, a available. Yeah. When, when we asked our waitress, she said that they were available for dinner. Yeah, so, oh yeah, she did say that. I was just checking, but um, yeah, she did. You're right, she did yep. say that. And I'm always right. 
Of course you are. You should know this by now. You are always right. I win. You win. Yay. She well, said it. Well, if you want to win, go to Boma. Go get the zebra domes. You won't regret it. Absolutely. Well, guys, um, we have talked about all of our Christmas things. We have unfortunately closed the door for Halloween for this year. And I don't know about you, but I'm really excited to continue experiencing all of the Christmas stuff that is going to be happening and we need to make sure that we get to all of it yes um we've got universal has an amazing has an amazing christmas celebration so much stuff sea world has an amazing christmas celebration we'd love to get to that people are raving about it and one thing that has always always bothered me is y'all sleep on sea world sea world does stuff right and not only that you get all of the amazing stuff and you get to see all of their amazing animals so we're so, so excited to go to SeaWorld and see their amazing Christmas celebration. And of course, um, we are going to get to continue seeing all of the Christmas um, at Disney, as well as go to a Christmas party again this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. We're very, very um, thrilled to have been gifted uh, a couple of tickets for one of the the Disney's very Merry Christmas. I forget what they're actually calling it, but the after hours Christmas party. Thanks, um, mom. Thanks we to love Danny's you. mom. I uh, cannot wait to go to that Christmas party in December. Um, check out all the offerings and see Minnie's wonderful Christmas time fireworks again because I love those. Yeah, I'm just very, very excited to be kind of in the midst of the holiday season and I'm excited to do things like put up our tree again. Yeah. And, you know, just really get to take it all in because last year just felt so strange. It and did. and I'm excited to be surrounded by our loved ones and, you know, just really get to take in the joy this year. Absolutely. So with that said, uh, we would definitely want to get out to see all the Disney stuff, all the Universal stuff, the SeaWorld stuff. Hey, even Bush Gardens is doing some Christmas stuff. Maybe we'll even get down there to Tampa. Um, but really looking forward to uh, spending this holiday season around all the parks. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all other podcast platforms. Be sure to follow at Park Hopper Show on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and now join over 27,000 people following us on <laughs> TikTok. Head over to YouTube.com slash a couple of park hoppers and subscribe to our ever-growing channel for theme park videos and more. For one-stop access to all of our created content and to visit our merchandise store, visit a couple of parkhoppers.com. And until next time, we'll, we'll see, see you around, around the, the parks. parks.